When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC live here on ESPN Plus. I'm Dan Thomas, joined by Ali Moreno and Shaka Hislop. Later on in the show, for the first time, we'll be welcoming Mario Suarez to the discussion. The former Atletico Madrid midfielder will be talking about what happened in La Liga this weekend. Plus, it's Shaka's power ranking. <laughs> Why are you not excited? <laughs> well, because we know what Dross normally gets involved with that. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll find some of my best work, Dan. Oh, really? I wonder how Chelsea 4, Manchester City 4 will affect those rankings. Oh, goodness me. Uh, cool Cole. Cold crazy, face palm. Oh, I like that. Mm. Hot and cold. <laughs> Why? Because it was Cold Palmer who scored the equalising penalty in their eight-goal thriller, which some are describing as the best Premier League game of the season so far. Uh, let's welcome enjoy Mario Malkiot. Mario, with your, your Chelsea ways, could you enjoy this, say, as much as a neutral could? Yeah, I think so. Why? Because, you know, look, before the game kicked off, I will be um, not enjoying it if I would say, like, City is, is a great team. It's a better team than Chelsea is. So, clearly, when they were one up, you enjoying it. And then, of course, they came back really quickly. Uh, Chelsea responded really quickly to them. So, having said that, I felt like the game kicked off really well. And I felt like Chelsea was keeping up with the pace. They weren't like... Normally, when you play against City, you play defensively. And Chelsea was not playing that from the first minute. It was exciting, wasn't it, Shaq? Of all the rubbish that we watched, this was good. Yeah, <laughs> no, this really was a, a fantastic football game. And yes, there were mistakes made on, on both ends, but I thought you saw two teams who were both trying to win the game, who, and I'll, I'll say this from a Chelsea perspective, certainly didn't feel um, intimidated or in, in awe of the, oppos- uh, of the opponents in, in, in any way. Um, and keeping in mind, this is a Chelsea team that, well, I certainly have felt haven't really put together a decent performances uh, so far this season. I, I thought this was everything that they needed from, uh, that Pochettino needed from his men, um, up against a City team who themselves haven't been as great, but we know exactly um, how good they can be. But Chelsea were fully deserving of the point. It really was a great game, especially from, from a neutral perspective. How impressed were you with Cole Palmer to step up and do that as a young set <laughs> against your old side, Ali? He, he was good throughout the course of the game. And, and really, there was one opportunity there in the second half where he breaks through the middle of the back line of Manchester City and was unfortunate that he can't put it around Ederson. But over the course of the game, he had been really good. But it's one thing to be really good over the course of the game. And then it's a whole other story when the game is 4-3, when now you have all these emotions and all these feelings. You're a former Manchester City player. Here we go. Who's going to take on the responsibility? And then the perfect execution of that moment. Uh, I think it says a lot about him as a player and, and it says a lot about him and his personality and how he took on the responsibility. There were far more experienced players on the field for Chelsea and his Cole Palmer says, no, no, I got this. Give me the ball. I'm going to take this on. And he's able to deliver. Yeah. It was impressive from him, but it was impressive really uh, from Chelsea's perspective. I, I think 
what was most impressive, and thank the good lord that we don't have to say this about this game, that it wasn't a fascinating tactical battle. No, no, no. And we didn't have to talk about VAR. No, we did not. And and what what we had was two teams <clears throat> that, surprisingly so from Manchester City's perspective, but we had two teams that were just going back and forth at each other as if they were playing a Sunday league game. You think of Manchester City and you equate them to control, ball control, game control. This game had no control. It was back and forth, back and forth, and it was just a matter as to who was going to be able to finish a counter-attacking opportunity, who was going to be able to make uh, the correct decision with the final touch or the final delivery. In the end, 4-4, I think it's, it's deserved from both. Manchester City would be disappointed if they don't see it out. Cole Palmer won't care. Yeah, what do we say? What do we, sorry, Shaka. Mario, what, what did you make of Cole Palmer stepping up? I liked it a lot. You know why? Because he did it before already when they had the penalty. He grabbed the ball. I remember he had a dispute with, um, with Sterling and uh, Fernandes came up and he said, like, no, I want him to take it. So it was like a team effort and they allowed him to take it and he, he took that penalty, scored. And then this ball comes up again. It, 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 just like Ali said, you know, the moment when you play against your old team, it, it's, we know rivalry. Rivalry is not set in the sense of, like, when you leave a team, as long as you, you keep the respect for the team, but you always want to beat them. And not beating the team, but beating the players amongst each other. Because if you look at the game, like the way he played and the way he was ready for the game, he's growing so much in that side as well. You understand? Like you could see that the guys are growing. This is the perfect Chelsea side that you don't want to get injured. Because if you get injured now, it will take you a long time to get back into it. So it's the same like Gallagher, for example. Gallagher had a problem to getting into the team. Everybody was talking about Fernandes waiting for Casado. Casado comes in. Look at Gallagher. One time he plays defensively. Now he changed the tactical system and he, he put the two Fernandes and Casado behind him. And he was the more forward kind of player. And you could see that the energy and the way he puts his, his stamp on the game. I enjoyed it a lot. And then Sterling and and. Walker, if you guys must have seen that battle. That battle was not a battle only like a top game. This is something like, you know, you're my mate. I know who you are. And I know exactly how to compete against you. And that game, if you watch them too, oh, they were going at it. I was enjoying it a lot. Them too. I love it. When you play your friends, there are no yeah. friends in the game. I want everybody to know that there are no friends in the game. Uh, Mario, when have you had that experience before, playing up against a mate? Playing up against a mate, let me let me see. <laughs> I play oh one time I played for Holland. I get a phone call um from one of my Yeah, my guys played with me at Chelsea. And he calls me up, he said, Hey, come on man, let us win the game. Let us win the game. And I go, Let us win the game. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Holland <laughs> it was against Romania. I said, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have the European Cup. I want to win. I just get my chance, and we end up winning. <laughs> and it was it was actually uh, uh, it was Mutu. We were playing against him. Ah, he yeah. called me and asked me. Oh my God, it was crazy. Oh, that's good. You go, yeah. All right. Well, let you win. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shaka, I interrupted. Yeah, no. I, I was just saying the, the impressive, the probably one of the most impressive things about Cole Palmer's penalty for me is not so your surplus requirements at City. You move on. You're making the most of the opportunity. Everything that's at stake in the last minute of this game. But Edison's a goalkeeper who knows him, clear, yeah. and, and, and goes the right way. Edison knows where, where Cole Palmer wants <laughs> to put this ball and doesn't go early, times his move to perfection, and then with all the tension. And with, I think the most impressive thing is that he lifts, he lifts the ball midway, midway height in, 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 in the goal, and with that kind of tension, the easiest thing to do is to overcook it. 
and put it over the crossbar. Right. And so everything about that, from Edison knowing Palmer and, and how, and the execution around Cole uh, Palmer's penalty, I, I thought, this is, is so much more than, than just a 20-year-old. How do you put the noise mm. out? Because there was a lot of faff. Mm-hmm. Like, from the penalty it was awarded, they're checking it's the penalty. It's a long old week. It's yeah. like two, three, four, my head be like... It's oh. raining. <laughs> <laughs> and you've got, obviously, everything that's going around you. And as much as you say, you just, you know, you just take yourself out of the situation, you focus. Mm. It's one thing to say, it's another thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, and so then you go back to repetition. You go back to having done this before and to feeling confident going through your own routine regardless of what's going on around you, that you yourself have a routine as to how you're going to go about executing this penalty in a high moment of tension and pressure. That, uh, but that's all good and well on paper. Yeah. And, and, and so in the end, it comes down to, hey, do you have the guts? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do, do you have it in your blood to do this sort of thing? And that's why penalties are not for everybody. It, it, it's, a, it's a specific skill, and you have to have a certain personality to be able to take on the responsibility of a penalty and feel comfortable in the moment. How do you feel comfortable in a moment that is naturally uncomfortable? So it's almost impossible to teach. It's like within you. Like it's, well, you I, can't I, teach that. And I, I, I think, look, you can have a, you know, there's always guys, and I think we've all had teammates, who at the end of training, they're taking penalties, right? right? And we all sit back and go, I don't even know why he's practicing the penalties, because if there is a penalty, he's not taking really? it. Really? That's not the guy. Right. That's the guy over there. Yeah. Play- players know who to trust in that moment and who are going to take on the responsibility and are far more comfortable in that sort of environment than others. And Cole Palmer... Obviously, the fact that he doesn't go on and celebrate, it's almost, it, he was, it was anticlimactic to him. It's like, I've gone through my routine. I've done what I know how to do. And yeah, that's all right. That's what I do. I'm here to score goals. I'm here to score a penalty. Take it. 4-4. Four, four. Here we go. <laughs> Mario, how, how do you fix it, Mario? Your boy's not bad against top six teams. It's when you play against the lower level sides that you struggle. How do you improve that? How do you put in those sort of performances going forward that you did against City? <laughs> Look, we have to we have to be honest. Also, I think you know, like at the beginning when we started talking about this team, we talked about Pochettino, and I said like you know his confidence in the way I felt like it was man in front of charge, and I think they're building something. Of course, and when you're building something, it's always going to be tricky against the, the teams when you need to perform. You don't need no motivation. It's going to be against the ones that you need to create your own motivation with all the respect because if you play against a so-called smaller team i don't want to call them out of uh, disrespecting them but it's just if you're not at the top what is it top six seven then you get respect towards uh, them and that moment you really gotta perform because they're playing the game against you as a final and you need to perform and i think the key thing is going to be is that the, the battle between between each individual in position wise you know when the competition goes higher that's when you start getting players and saying like, oh, I got to bring it up. Look at Mudrik came on in the game and he implemented and showed his drive going forward. And I've been waiting for him to do stuff like that because use your pace, take people on. That's what you want. And he came on and he activated that straight away. And just all of them, look at Sterling. He didn't even make it to the national team of England. But look at the way he played that game, you know, like yesterday. It was a player that was ready, Jackson. Look at Jackson. Jackson, if we look at overall of the game, eh? we look at how 
talent. He was active in the game. We could see him. He was moving around and doing stuff. And then at the moment when I said, what's happening to Jackson? He scores that goal. Because that's what you want. You want your striker to be available. And even if sometimes strikers are good at that, you could literally could not see them for a couple of minutes and they pop up and Jackson did exactly that. So having said that, those are the things that the team is going to need. It's like the battle needs to be on and making sure that they keep growing from this and don't go back and start getting sluggy against the, sl uh, the smaller teams. I wanted to ask you about Jackson's goal. Should Edison have done better? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I, I wouldn't. Ah. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Which... He saves it, parries it in, oh, into, into, the path, into the path of Jackson. Path of Jackson. Doesn't get it wide. Jackson, did you watch the game? I did. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Right. <laughs> um, look, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of thinking. Change the subject now. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> gonna, I'm, Go ahead. You do I'm, you, Shaq. I'm going to uh, about about <laughs> Chelsea. The, the thing for me is and. <laughs> You look at, at, at Chelsea against Spurs, against City, and teams who want to press high up, high up the park, and you can get the, the running of Palmer and, and Sterling to exploit him behind. Contrast that with Brentford, who they, they lost to before Spurs, who just sit back and wanted them on the counter-attack. Once teams drop off and sit deep, that's when you're asking, that's when you need your centre-forward. And, and Nicholas Jackson just has not. Been that player. He scored though at the weekend. Yeah, well, well again, this is different. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a mistake, by the way. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look that up. <laughs> but Nick, Nicholas Jackson is not the six yard box striker that Chelsea need him to be. And, right. and that for me is why, is why Chelsea's struggling against teams who want to sit deep. Because, again, as I was saying after the game, against Brentford, as for all their possession, I didn't think they were ever going to score. And, and that's exactly what it turned out. Are they going to finish top four, Chelsea? No, I don't think so. Well, is it even a conversation to be had? I, I'm, I'm sure if you're a Chelsea fan, yeah, you want to have that conversation. Listen, I, I thought this performance against, against City, if they could replicate that, then yes, there'd been the conversation. But Who's but, more likely, Chelsea or United? Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, 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 between Chelsea and United, I, I go Chelsea. Because I still think United aren't quite sure how they're playing, what they're doing what Tanag is, is asking them for. Whereas I, I feel you're starting to get a little bit more of that with, with Chelsea and, and, and Pochettino. And Koku, of course, will be back. And Koku come back. But I, I feel that Chelsea are trending better in, in the right direction. It's just, though the top four and, and, and those just outside, like, like Aston Villa, um, we see how Newcastle cope with, with, with their injuries. They have a little bit too much of a gap. Um, and then, as I say... Yes, we see Nkunku coming back, but we, we have to see how Chelsea fare against some of those some of those other teams, um, not to say small in, in the league. Uh, top four, Mario? <laughs> I, no, uh, top four is maybe a big shout, but European football. That was my call at the beginning of the season, and I'm sticking with it. And I'm mm -hmm. not saying top four yet, because top four is the Champions League stuff, but um, I definitely think they will make it to Europe, and... It's not going to, and I'm not, look, guys, I'll be honest, we all been there, you know, and the way the guys highlighted, don't celebrate too early, please. You know, this is just a game, it was a great game to watch, they did really well, but don't forget, eh, they conceded four goals at home. Mm. That's not what you want going forward, you don't want that, because you want to implement yourself, and also for City, eh? scoring four goals against City is also not a good point for City. So, in both sides, I think both teams will adjust the defensive part of their team. City still going to win the league, Ali? Yes, they are. Is it three horses, Arsenal and Liverpool? Uh, but those horses are 
behind, I think, <laughs> City, not only in the points, but I think it, it, I, I think they're a, a tier below Manchester City. It was concerning to see Manchester City opened up as much as they did yesterday in as many moments as they did yesterday and for as long as they did. Because, again, we equate this team with being able to control the pace of the game. And they never really got a sense of the pace of this game. This, this game was out of control. Which for us is great, but I am sure that for Pep Guardiola, he's looking at it and saying, what are we doing? What is this nonsense? What is this back and forth? There were moments in which they could have slowed it down and just kind of, hey, let's keep possession of the ball, which is something that Manchester City usually does naturally. That wasn't quite the case yesterday. I still think that the best version of Manchester City is better than Arsenal and Liverpool. And we said lots of nice things about Cole Palmer when he was called up to the England squad. Uh, for the first time by Gareth Southgate today, which got me thinking, boys. Oh. First time Neil Shacker Hislop was called up. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, just called up? Called up, yeah, that first time. First time I was called up, I was, I was, still, in, I was still in college, actually. I was still at university and got Were called you? up. Yeah, I got called up for the national Were you out, outfield or...? No, as a goalkeeper. <laughs> oh, wow. But I it's guess, you know, I, I could have played both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could have played both. Um, but yeah, as, as I was still at university, we got a call up for uh, what was then called the Shell Caribbean Cup. This would have been 1990. I, I say that because two games into the tournament, and um, we're in the group of four. I, I, the speculation was that if we'd won the second game, which we were due to play that night, I would have played the third game because we would have qualified for the knockouts. Okay, yep. There was an attempted coup in Toronto Tobago that very night. Blooming egg shack. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So, um, and that, so obviously the, uh, <laughs> the tournament got cancelled yeah, at, yeah. that, at that yeah. very point. Understandably. Yeah, understandably. So it, um, so it went from, from so that. So how did you find out? Not about the coup. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 wrote, they wrote a letter to my dad. They, they? they wrote a letter how to my cool dad. And, and, um, and, and he, he called and, 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 and gave me the news. So I go from that in 1990 to not make my debut yes. properly until 1999. Wow. Yeah. And in the, in the meantime, did you represent England? Uh, as, a, as an overage under 21 player. Right. And I was on the bench for a friendly against, against Chile. Okay. So that was my... Uh, Oh, so you flirted. Jack, Jack Warner standoff. Yeah, you were flirting. No, I was <laughs> Jack Warner standoff days. Oh, yes. yes. Jack Warner. Yes. Oh. Yes. So that's another. Go. You've got great book, Shaq, with all this. Mm. Let's just move on, Dan. <laughs> People. No, no, nobody's, hey. nobody's warned the years, but Lois, about hey, this conversation. Hey, 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 hold on a second. Uh, the, on. the people of Trinidad and Tobago were so unhappy with you being called into the national <laughs> team, they decided to overthrow the government. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough of this. What about you, little Moreno? Uh, 2003, and it was for World Cup qualifiers. Uh, it was a doubleheader, actually. And I got that call, I will, I'm guessing it's probably October or November of 2003, and I couldn't go because the LA Galaxy would not allow me to go. We were in the middle wow, of... How the angry were you? Yeah, I was And I've happy. seen you, Moody. Yeah, and this I, must have taken it to another yeah, level. Well, I wasn't happy. And then hey, we were in the middle of the playoffs here in, in right. Major League Soccer. Right. And that was sort of the back and forth. And what was really uncomfortable is how I'm in the middle of it all. Of course, I want to play in the playoffs. You, this is the, the moment that is most important in Major League Soccer. 
but it is your national team yeah. and it is World Cup qualifiers and you get in this call up and I still have the, uh, the, the letter the, coming from the federation and calling me to my first two games with the national team and what was supposed to be my debut with the national team and didn't quite happen and we got eliminated from the playoffs in the uh, I guess it was first or second round oh. so oh, none of it actually quite worked out I was actually very unhappy about that and, oh. and <laughs> I, I remember the meeting so the coaches sitting there, general manager sitting there as well, and, and then on the phone, the representatives from the Venezuelan yes, Federation. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the representative from the Venezuelan Federation were not happy, and I guess they didn't realize that the, they were on speaker, or the phone was on speaker, yeah. and they're just letting it go in Spanish, <laughs> but these guys can't understand what's going on on the phone. So what, did you translate? Well, I translate what I could translate. <laughs> it went from R racing to PG. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but then I made my debut, I guess, I'm guessing is January of 2004. I got called in against Australia right. in Caracas in a game that we tie 2-2, I believe. Uh, Mario, what about you? Your first call-up for the Dutch team? My first call up, I mean, I'm in London at that time and um, I just got back into the Chelsea team after breaking my foot twice. So I think like, hey, whoa, this is my moment that I'm getting back into the team. And I mean, I was actually in a nightclub and I never forget the day when my phone rang and I was at that time, you know, the lady I was dating at the time. I'm standing, but dancing on the dance floor, my phone rings. I pick up the phone and it was a lot new and I told one of my mates and I say, hey, what's going on? I'm out. And he goes, no, Mario. It's your coach, Louis van Gaal. I go, oh, one second. So I run outside the club, and I never forget, there was 10 rooms, and 10 rooms was the place to be in London at that time. So I come outside, and he goes, hi, Mario, it's uh, Mr. van Gaal. I said, oh, how, how are you, coach? He goes, listen, I'm not going to keep you because I know you, you guys play the game, and you guys did well, you won the game, but I just want to let you know that you're selected for the national team. And as cool as I stayed, I said, okay, thank you, coach, because the respect that I had towards him, I put the phone down, I run back in the club, I tell you, if you saw somebody dancing like me, you would have told him, hey, what are you doing? Because I was dancing like a maniac. And I wasn't oh, even, I don't even drink, but I was dancing like a maniac. I'm telling you, every move in a nightclub you had seen somebody else, I had all of them at that moment because I was dead happy. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, fantastic. Okay, Mario was giving oh. a little, hey, hey. Goodness, <laughs> made it through that story. <laughs> Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match 
with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, meanwhile, away from Mario <laughs> dancing in nightclubs and whatever's going on with you two, uh, let's talk what, about what happened what? in Newcastle, shall we? Uh, now, this is after the game. Uh, Kieran Trippier, of course, then go over to the... Now, they, they lost the game, obviously, against uh, Bournemouth. Uh, Trippier would go over to a set of fans who, who were quite abusive towards the team, saying that they, they weren't trying hard enough. And, and he went over and, and he addressed them and he, and he was like... And the lad's not giving everything. How many injuries have we got? And he'd repeat it quite a few times. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How many injuries have we got? How many injuries have we got? He'd say it quite a few times. Okay. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> what? what? I'm sorry. It's, what? Uh, is this a... <laughs> no, it's a, a big deal you're going to ask? No, is this something that you would applaud him doing? Yeah, I, I have absolutely no. Now, I think Kieran Trippier carries a certain amount of respect in the Northeast. One... <laughs> Not just because of, of, of his career that he enjoyed before arriving at Newcastle, but I think I'm right in saying he was the first player to join that January after Eddie Howe with Newcastle rock bottom. And that kind of changed a lot of the, the outlook around, around, well, certainly that transfer window changed a lot of the outlook. So Kieran Chippey gets a lot of credit for being first to kind of buy in. Um, and secondly, you understand the frustration. As a player, you're frustrated. As a fan, you're frustrated if you make that long a journey down, down to the South Coast and, and the team doesn't win. Um, so you understand that, that frustration. But I, I think for both fans and players alike, once you come away from it, once you recognise why, why it's happening because of the injuries and because of how stretched you are with, with all the competitions that you're competing in, um, you understand. And, and while, yeah, it's disappointing... You, you, you do understand. Having said all that and having known you, I can't imagine you're the sort of person who would engage with any of that. I wouldn't mind engaging. No, I, I think you can have those conversations. But you with would. You, you would go over and talk to them. Yeah, I think you, you, you absolutely can. In this circumstance, as I say, when, when if you aren't playing well and you're down the bottom and you're really struggling and fans are really angry, that's a conversation you don't want to have. Right. But right now, you're just going through a bad spell with reason. And it's just about recognizing, recognizing that reason. Um, so it's, I, 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 as conversations with fans go, this is one of the easier ones. Would you engage with the LA Galaxy fans shouting at you, saying that you wish that you went to Venezuela? <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think there's <laughs> any, anything to gain here. Uh, for, and and I, I know that as a player, you want to give explanations and you want to, have a connection with the fans, but you, have, you want to have a reasonable conversation. And at times, one makes, one makes fans the way that they are, as passionate as they are about your club and about you as a player, sometimes it's very unreasonable. And in a moment in which frustration is leading the conversation, then reason goes out the door. And you can't have 
a reasonable conversation with somebody who's just yelling and shouting. Right. At, at, at that point, I think the message gets lost. Uh, when you were captain of Wigan, would you do something like this, Mario? Would you go and talk to the fans? Yeah, because, you know, there, there are moments like, um, I totally agree with the guy. You, you don't want to do it, right? But you're still an emotional person. And I think sometimes people don't understand it because as emotional the, the fans are, you are also sometimes. And there are moments in football that we are not in control. And I think, uh, I think when Trippier walked up, it was not him saying, I'm going to do that. It was just more leading the emotions were leading him towards that. And what he did, I think, you know, what I do, um, like what he did. He didn't uh, step too close to them because they tried to touch him and he stepped away. Of course, maybe he, he, he emphasized it a lot, like, don't you know how many injuries we are? Don't you know? Like emphasizing, like kind of like, hey, dude, come on, wake up. Come on, you can see what's happening to the team. But having said that, yeah, we, we talked to them. I had moments as well when, when the team was playing well. And you know what the worst part is then? After the game, when you lose the game, and you know your team is a bad situation and you got to walk over and clap for them. It's not yeah. because you clap for them because you, you're doing it and, and you're saying to yourself, I know I have to clap for you guys because I need you as much. I need you now even more than you guys think I need you because the team is not performing. So I need your sound. I need your loudness. I need your, your uh, drive behind us. But on the other side, I'm also embarrassed to clap for you because I, I just lost the game. I just want to go home. And just be, sometimes just be alone, man, because you yeah. just want to think and don't upset anybody around you. Uh, controversy, meanwhile, mm. in the Gavangels podcast, oh. they've changed formation. Oh! oh, it's on balance. <laughs> Who called that? Okay. <laughs> is it Mark Ogden flexing his muscle, do you think? No, I think Mark is very much ostracized. <laughs> yeah, oh, is that the outside? the outside. Most definitely. Uh, there isn't a lot of domestic football happening, of course, with it being International Week, but there are <laughs> FA Cup replays that are live on ESPN <laughs> Plus on Tuesday. It's Horsham huh? against Ooh. Barnsley. Okay. And then well, this Wednesday, Cray Valley Paper Mill. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's, that's my new favourite team. Right a, there. That's a tough place to go, Cray yeah. Valley. Well, yes, it is. Uh, goes yeah. Kid and Minster. Many teams have been shredded there. Ah, <laughs> oh, 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 those guys are on Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
As promised then, for the very first time on the show, we welcome in Mario Suarez. Uh, just a little resume for you. Of course, he played the majority of his career as a defensive midfield for Atletico Madrid. A number of honours during that time as well. A little bit of Watford for a season. Rave Arcano with his was his final stint uh, before he re retired last year. Uh, Mario, thank you very much for being with us. Thanks to you. It's a pleasure for me. Well, you say that now. That might change. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not later. Uh, Mar before we talk about what happened at the weekend, I just want to talk to you about Simeone. Was he always angry? <laughs> no, no. It looks like that, but no, it's... All intensity, all passion, and it was you, what you see on TV. I think uh, it's, it's like that. Uh, I think uh, he improved the club, improved all the players he have, uh, and I think uh, his contract, his new contract, is a good news for all the people who wants uh, or who likes Atletico de Madrid. Did you have a good relationship? For example, could you laugh at his hair if he was having a bad day? No, no, no. I, th I think no one can do that. Uh, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about Atleti later on, but let's just remind you how things stand in La Liga going into the international break. Girona, what a fairy tale story that has proved to be. Two points clear of Real Madrid. Now, Barcelona are only sitting third. They're only four points adrift. Yet there's been so much criticism thrown towards Barca over the last couple of weeks. Three points and nothing more. That was after that 2-1 victory against Alaves. And what was striking was about how bad they were in the first half, Ali. Like, we were expecting a response mm -hmm. from what happened midweek in the Champions League. Mm -hmm. And there was nothing. Right. Not only what happened in midweek in Champions League, what happened the weekend before against Real Sociedad, where they got taken apart by Real Sociedad and somehow escaped there with a 1-0 win late goal by Ronald Araujo. And so there was an admission by Xavi that the team hadn't played well against Real Sociedad. That indeed, you know, in El Clásico we played well, but we didn't get the result. Against Real Sociedad we played poorly, but we did get the three points. I think this is going to be useful for us. And so here we go to Shakhtar. You think there's going to be a response there? Nope. In fact, to the point that Xavi says, this is probably the worst that we've looked in the two years that I've been a manager. So, of course, to your point, yes, there's going to be a response. This is the moment, 18 seconds in, they're losing the game 1-0. And what was even more troubling than giving up the early goal in the manner in which they did it's the first 45 minutes how lackluster and underwhelming that performance was that created no real opportunities, that the chances were created by Samu Omorodion from Alaves, who was taking Jules Koundé to pieces on his birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Jules Koundé. Had a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. absolutely. Fantastic yeah. time he had. Say birthday is Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we digress. But... The truth is, is that you look at Barcelona and the problem is that it's not just one thing yeah. that it's not working. It's just a multitude of things that it's not working. And Xavi himself is searching. He's searching for formation. He's searching for personnel. He's searching for players and combinations that are actually going to work together. He was searching desperately from goals from Lewandowski and he got those late against Alaves and indeed that's why they get the three points. And that's the only thing that you can turn into a positive from that performance. That Lewandowski is back to scoring goals. Other than that, nothing to highlight other than what was a very underwhelming, frustrating performance. Yet again from Barcelona uh, Mario Chami, after the game, talked about the pressure getting to some of the players that was coming from outside sources like the media. And you look at this Barcelona team we've talked about 
how young they are and how they kind of play with such freedom. Do you understand how that sort of criticism could get to these young players? Well, I think uh, they are receiving a lot of critics. Uh, they are not playing for sure the way Xavi wants. It's true that they have key players injured or it has been injured like Lewandowski, like Pedri, De Jong, uh, Araujo. And well, it's true that maybe the, the young players uh, feel this pressure more than the, than the experienced one. But I don't know, because these young players are stars uh, playing with uh, their national teams, like Gavi, like Pedri, like Araujo, like Kunde. I think they are all big players. They are not um, playing the way we are used to see Barcelona. But the good news for them, I think, is that they are, they are winning these kind of difficult games, that they are, they are not playing well, but they are getting the points. So I think that is the thing that must be good for them. And now they will have time in this international break to maybe recover some players and to perform in a better way in the next games. Uh, Lewandowski, of course, scored both goals in the second half. But I want to talk to you, boys, about the incident that we saw throughout the game, the relationship, or the lack of, between him and Lemina Mal. You can just see Lewandowski making the run in the centre. Instead, Lemina Mal goes for goal himself. The goalkeeper makes the save. So. Yamal comes over here, looks to shake. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> what? She <laughs> uh, looks to shake his hand here. And once again, you can see Lewandowski wanting the ball in the center. In the end, it doesn't come. It goes out. And you can just see his body language. Very angry mm. uh, against the 16-year-old. Now, he's asked about this after the game. The situation is just a coincidence. It's a normal situation on the pitch between two players yelling at each other. Well, one was yelling more. Uh, there is no bad blood or bad intentions between me and Lamine. Everything is fine and there is nothing hidden in this situation. There really is nothing worth commenting on. Big deal, Shaq? Uh, not for me, no. Listen, I, on the one hand, um, it's not great to have a player of Lewandowski's stature kind of remonstrating with, with a 16-year-old. On the other... Players do this all the time. And, and if you're Lamine Yamal, even though you're 16, now that you're with the first team, you're going to have to expect some of these exchanges where, when there's disappointment. Players kind of have these conversations, shout at each other, and, and it's forgotten immediately after. That, for me, is just, is just par for the course here. And, and maybe it forces Lamine Yamal to recognise certain things, in particular about how, how um, teammates may communicate but I, I, I don't see it as, as, as that big an issue. There was a very clear image after the first goal by Lewandowski. Great header, by the way, by Lewandowski. Yeah. Elite-level sort of goal. In which, after he celebrates the goal, they, they do a close-up of him, and he's essentially saying, well, you give me one, one chance, finally one cross, I'm going to put it away. And I think it's part of the frustration from Lewandowski in that he's saying, look, I'm, I'm not getting any service here. You give me a service, I'm going to produce. And that's, I think, the conversation with Lamine Yamal. It's a continuation of that same feeling. I'm not getting service. This kid is not giving me service. Nobody's giving me service. And so, therefore, I'm going to get mad at somebody. And in this case, Lamine Yamal was the one that, well, in the end, got blamed for everything in the eyes of Robert Lewandowski. He's only 16, Mario. Surely he could be a bit nicer. <laughs> Nah, I think uh, what happens in the pitch must remain in the pitch. And uh, Lewandowski talked today. I think in Spain we saw images after this, uh, this, this thing and they were talking good, they were laughing. So 
I think uh, there are things that when you are playing a, a match, uh, the intensity or the emotions are higher than usual, and you sometimes do things that uh, you don't mean to, but I think uh, that's it, um, and it's okay for the future. You know what was funny? <laughs> Lamin Yamal, after he kind of sticks his hand yeah. out, right? Yes. And he, he almost like, oh, 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 no, no, you're not going to give me anything? Oh, all right, okay, well, I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you later. Uh, to, to, to your point, Dan, I think you're nicer, or Lewandowski is nicer to Lamin Yamal on the Monday morning or whatever next day they're training. And you, right. you sit and have that conversation um, about you want the service early, when you want the service, where you want it. On, on the pitches. It's international break, though. Kimi might be going, oh. Nah. <laughs> you, 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 yeah, he's, it's a long time to think about that. Is well, that, is that yes. what, what, what you don't want, though, is Lamin Yamal or taking the initiative away from Lamin Yamal because what makes him an explosive player is his right. ability to take players on in 1v1 situations. You don't want him to think twice about doing that because now he's thinking, as many players did over the course of the year, we must pass the ball to Messi. We got to find Messi. We got to find Messi. That you put that in his mind if you're Lewandowski. I got to find Lewandowski. If not, he's not going to get mad at me. If you're Lamin Yamal, you got to continue to play your game. Just make better decisions when you get in position when you can service the ball to Lewandowski. Right then, Mario. Time to be nice to Real Madrid. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, a good win for them against Valencia at the, uh, the Bernabeu. There were question marks. How would they cope without Bellingham? And in the end, quite easily, with Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo, both brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, Real Madrid has uh, an amazing squad with great players, quality players. Uh, I think the start uh, so far in this season is, is Bellingham. And, uh, but you have players like Vinicius, like Rodrigo, that they already renewed his contract. And I think they are stars, as I said before. And they, are, they have a good present, but also a brilliant future. And I think it's, these ones is, is good news for Real Madrid. Yeah, it, it, everything worked out perfectly for Ancelotti, didn't it? The weekend? Uh, absolutely. And it's a continuation of a conversation that we had in midweek against Braga from mm -hmm. Real Madrid, in which you had Rodrigo and Vinicius playing down the middle. And it works! And they can work off of each other, and they can find spaces, and they can get in between defenders and, and, and find those spaces in central areas in which they can be productive and they can score goals. They don't have to complain about being out of position. They just have to concern themselves about being difference makers in the final third, even if it means playing down the center. They can be goal dangerous from central positions. Vinny Jr. has this idea that all of a sudden he's, he's far more dangerous when he's on the left-hand side. Well, guess what? Doesn't get any more dangerous than tap-ins from six yards out. Superman tap-ins. Yeah, well, <laughs> very good tap-ins. And, and, and because you're attracting attention and because Rodrigo's attracting attention, now you can have those 1v1 moments in central positions as well where you can create space for yourself and score goals yourself. And it also helps for my mind as really says, Rodrigo, you've been struggling to score goals. Here you go. Here you go, buddy. Huh? How about we get that confidence going? Going. It was important for both Rodrigo and Vini to score and from both of them to score in central areas. I, I just feel like as a pairing they've improved, they, they continue to get better in, in playing in these central roles. And yes, I know early in the season both complain, we prefer to stay all wide. But centrally, and this is what's needed given the departure of Karim Benzema, I, I think they've gotten better and better. And um, Carlo Ancelotti has again, on the face of this performance at least, gotten that right. Uh, meanwhile, Atletico Madrid still very much in the hunt. A good victory for them uh, against Villarreal, Mario. Yes, uh, Atletico also is 
playing really well, attacking football, creating chances. It's true that yesterday they start losing, but I think after the injury of Sorlot, Atletico deserved the win, play much better. And for me, the key yesterday was the players who came from the bench. Uh, Barrios with one assist, Llorente with one assist, Lino with one goal. They bring intensity, passion, and I think they changed the game for Atletico, and Atletico deserved the win in this uh, week with three games. So I think they must be happy. Mary, they're playing quite good, attractive football to watch. You think when you used to play with them, it was so ugly that you would get the job done, but it wasn't very pretty for us to watch. Are you, bl- are you blaming Mario? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Did you care that no. people were critical of your style, or did you just want to go out there and win and it didn't matter? I think uh, there are different times. Uh, in my time, we know that we were uh, worst uh, team than uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, we have uh, less budget than them. And we didn't fight in the same uh, conditions, uh, to tell like this, no? And Atletico now grows a lot, fight for titles every year, the new stadium, uh, they have a bigger budget. So I think now they have good players, really good players with good quality stars. They play attacking football. In our time, we play more defensive, but because we know that uh, it's what we have to do to can to have the possibilities or the chances to win that games. So I think now uh, Atletico has a really good team, a really good coach, and they play an attractive football for our supporters. Mario, we talked earlier in the programme with the boys about when they first got to play for their country. Do you remember where you were when you were told you were going to play for Spain for the first time? Where I play? I, my first game was in, in Doha, but I remember that I was... Th- I think I was... Uh, in the bus of the team, where we were going to the hotel because we played the, the next day. I don't, I don't remember the, the match, but I think I was with the team. And when did you get the call to say that you were going to go and join the squad, to go and play for Spain, not start necessarily, but to get the call up to, to the Spain squad for the first time? I think they didn't even call me. The, <laughs> the, the one person from the staff gave me the letter of the, of the Royal Federation uh, that they called me and well I was really happy but I remember I was on the bus with the team and it was a good news all, the, all my teammates were happy for me so I think uh, when the when your national team calls you for the first time it's, a, it's an amazing news uh, and final question that I have to ask Mario why are there two horses behind you? Yep. <laughs> one is the horse of my wife and the other one I don't really know so um, I hope she's not listening to me because for sure she, she has told me. But one is the one, is the horse of my wife. Uh, yeah, you're settling well, Mario. <laughs> Thank you very much, as always. Much appreciated. Oh, Thanks uh, to you. Just a reminder, you. you can check out plenty of our content over on our YouTube channel. Be sure to go and subscribe to ESPN FC. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Shaka is mysteriously off this week. Won't tell us what he's doing. Mm. However... He has given us his power rankings early. Wanted it early. Where are you? It's like, it's what, like, what are you doing? It's like an early Christmas present, doing? Dan. What are you doing? Battle of Accusing Top, Real Girona. I, Why I, are you a third? Well, Real Madrid can be in Europe, so they get a little bit of a nod over Girona, that's all. But, but Girona are first in the league. Yes, but Real Madrid are competing in the Champions League, so they get a little premium. But, but Girona are first in the league. Yes, <laughs> but they're not playing Europe, Ali. Inter, Juventus. Juventus had a pretty decent run, you know? Really? I, I, <laughs> Tell us all about I say it. That, I, say, I say that almost surprising what, myself. What's been the key hold to on. there? Who's been the key to there? Hold on, hold on. I've got to get through. There's a lot for me to get through here, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I let City down after drawing with Chelsea. Yeah, you got to be down. Bayern are back in after losing to Saarbrücken. PSV, Nice have dropped off their drew with Montpellier this weekend. So they're down. I have to say, that was hard work. To listen to and to watch. <laughs> to compile. It's a lot of data. Uh, Mario is with us. Mario's face is one of someone who's never seen these power rankings before <laughs> and has no idea what is going on because normally it's later on in the week. Uh, Mario, what do you think of this? No, I've seen it before, but I'm just seeing, like, um, he put PSV at the bottom. I'm surprised that he put him there. Okay. Um, I'm just uh, surprised in the sense of, like, um, that, he, that he said, like, I saw Real Madrid, if I'm right, um, yeah. is getting back into it. And Girona, my friend, they, you know, we got to keep them as a surprise package. They're doing great stuff. Yeah. So you got to keep them up. I don't know why you let them drop, actually. Yeah, sure. They're up the third. They, they can only do so much. They're up the third. They who's in front of them, and it's not their fault they're not in Europe. Yeah. But it's Real Madrid. Are in Europe, so they get the. Pro- I don't know what's what's the, what's. The, yeah, but how much, but how much more Real Madrid is normal. Well, they could be number one. No, they can't. Why? Because Leverkusen are number one, and they are very good, and they're playing in Europe. Europa League, but they're playing in Europe. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. not playing that either. There we are. There we are. What about Real Sociedad? They had a good week as well. Why? Are they? Yeah. Oh, they eleventh. They're eleventh. Yeah. Are they? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. First, first out. Yeah, that's right. So where are you going for this mm-hmm. week, chat? Yeah, more importantly. Oh, yeah, Dan. In the power rankings. Yeah. Oh. yeah. where are you going? Oh, where? I'm staying at home. No. no. Goodness. Yeah. That is just <laughs> the mystery that he is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody disappears like Shaka disappears. Right. Okay. That's enough. I think we filled enough time with that. Uh, extra time <laughs> is available as always over on our YouTube. Oh, we were in the smallest studio yesterday. All the lights. Oh. Here. Why? Well, man. All the lights just stopped working. Oh, oh no. Stop working. Okay. <laughs> As Nadim, it was his birthday. Ah, happy birthday, Nadim. We asked about to stick. Oh, we haven't got time for me to tell the story. (laughs) 
Uh, welcome into the latest edition then of uh, Extra Time. We've got Ali and Shaka here. Voice is going. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's cute. Quite sexy and husky though. Isn't well, it? Is, well, it? is, it? Um, is yeah. that what we're going for? Um, Definitely. Uh, sexy Mario and husky. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> With a battle door over, oh. what's the crew going to discuss during the international week? Another session on goalkeepers. Well, no, because Shaq is going away for international week, but won't Mate, tell anyone where he's going. I'm back. I'm, I'll be back in a minute. When are you back? <laughs> What's your next working day? Friday. Oh, that's oh, more than a minute. That's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going for one day and spending two days at home with the family. What about the other day? So I'm going for one day and spending two days at home with the family. And where are you going for the one day? Huh? Where are you, you going for the one day? Out of town. Oh! <laughs> 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 Businessman Shack. Businessman Shack. That's right. Thank you very much. Yes. Why is it a secret? Yes, it's not it a is. secret. Chamber of Commerce Shack. I'm, I'm going to go visit my daughter. Uh, in Chicago? No. Went oh. to see her last All right. month. Okay. Oh. Boston. No? That's no. where you live? No. Yeah, that's where I live. Okay, so which city? I saw. Just move on, Dan. Mm. Sounds very... Dis- <laughs> don't want to be so secretive about know, what's, it. What's, what's the big deal? Goodness me. <laughs> You're not coming to visit, are you? God, I saved your life, Shaq. At least you broke my nose. You punched me in the face and broke my nose. Salsa dancing, Shaq. <laughs> Would it be better to have a month-long international break than having so many interruptions throughout the season? What do you think, Mario, if you just had it over a period of four weeks to do all these qualifying games in one foul swoop? One foul no. swoop. I- Hmm? It's I a think I wanted soup, to go. Foul soup. Well, I, I no, I, I think we want to go through the, through the, through the season. I would not want to have it back to back because, at the end of the day, the form that you produce as a team, that's the one you take into your national team. And I like that cherry on the top, you know, of playing for your national team and going back to where you spend most of your time. Yeah. What if, what if, for a national team, you have one of your big players? Injured, tough for that month. Tough. What well, if they're injured for the World Cup? Tough. Well, okay. Well, yeah, but that's that's different. But yeah, you've qualified to the World Cup, and well, he so happens to be injured. But now, by design, we are now then cutting down on the opportunities of players to get back from injuries and all these other things. So no, I don't. Tough. Yeah, you already have the World Cup taking a full month. You already have the Euros taking three weeks, a full right. month. So why would you want? Well, because we, we like we get going and then. Ugh. But that's you. See, that's, that's because you hate oh, international sorry. Sorry, football. You, you like it. You enjoy it. Yes, I enjoy it. You know, may I remind you that Venezuela right now? It's, yes, uh, we got a question on that later. Don't <clears throat> may I remind <throat> you that uh, we're in right now? I can't believe you defending it. Uh, I love international football. Why hasn't any one of the crew realised that Liverpool have allowed the fewest amount of goals this season? Is Van Dijk still not back to his best? Yeah, Shaq. Well, I feel like it's a little edge to that. Stevie, it's kind of a question for Stevie, yeah, isn't it? He's been critical probably. still of Liverpool's defence. Is Van Dijk back to his best? You know him, Mario. Yeah, I, I think I think his confidence is definitely growing. Uh, I think that's one of the key things. I, I will not want to say to his best, because when he's to his best, I think um, he will do more. But I definitely see like he become more calmer. And I think also here, we talk about Van Dijk, but we cannot attack Van Dijk like crazy because, guys, let me tell you, he's arguably one of our best defenders. And it's not like people are talking about it here back home and saying like, oh, but Van Dijk this and that. But who else are you going to do that job that he can do? And that's the thing. The only thing they want, they ask about sometimes is make him take more charge of and responsibility tempo and the way Holland wants to play from the back. But hey, 
As long as you win games, these two games are coming up that they are facing. If they win that, oh, they win one of them, they qualified. So I think they need yeah. to focus on that. Uh, for Mario, how important is uh, Frankie de Jong to the Dutch national team? Barcelona's play yesterday, as Ali very nicely summarised at halftime, was embarrassing. Mm. He's very important. He's a key figure to to the, the... He dictates the rhythm, the tempo, everything that he... You know, like, just the way Holland wants to play. And sometimes uh, I, I always say that, is that... Um, sometimes we can get carried away when we want to play too much of the, how do you call it, the Argentinian or the Brazilian kind of type of football. And I think sometimes we also have to understand, we are just a small little country with 17 million people, but the key figure in that team is definitely the young. So we will wow. have to have him back as quick as we can. Ali, will Marcelino get a tune out of this current Villarreal squad? <laughs> well, they, they've, they've tried many managers now, yep. and the player personnel that is available to whoever is taking control of Villarreal should be a team that, at the very least, at the very least, should be thinking about the sort of seven, six, that that sort of position in the standings, and could potentially, if they were to get hot, could compete for a top four position. That should be the goal. But they're nowhere near that level right now. And whether it's a managerial issue or a player issue, this team underperforming, underwhelming, and very inconsistent. Here we go, then. Question for Ali. Mm. Considering Venezuela's very good start uh -huh. and the increase in World Cup qualifying position, yeah. who are the six nations oh, that will qualify? I'm from Paraguay. So they're Hashtag out. Albi Roja. What's Albi Roja? And Albi Roja is, uh, is uh, what they call their jersey. Ah. It's a white and red jersey. It's Vino Tinto. Vino Tinto, yes. And they're the uh, sort of white and red with Albi Roja. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Days of school day. Yes. Okay. Right. So, so they're... All in one foul swoop. Uh, yes. And I'm, I'm sorry to say to Matia Five Flash, you're out. <laughs> you're not going to make it. Oh, no. So... I'm going to go Argentina, Brazil, yes. Uruguay, mm -hmm. Colombia, okay. Ecuador. Right. You know it better. <laughs> <laughs> Vamos, Venezuela! <laughs> you gonna jinx Venezuela? You might be a jinx, you know. Why not? Uh, I don't know. You just, you just shouldn't. I, 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 I didn't put him like in third place. I, I back ended. Back ended. Here, really, 2026. Yeah. You, wow. know, you know what that means. You're going to come out to retirement? You, well, they need somebody hey. to hold the ball up and draw some fouls. <laughs> you the man? Hey, I'll give you, I'll give you a quality five minutes. Wow, there we go. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Would you want Alejandro to play for Venezuela or the US? The United States. He's look, he's he's Venezuela only name to be honest with you. Oh, is that the disappointed time? Yeah, right. I've tried, but no. Let me tell you, there's very Latino in him. This is Ali's son, not like a, we're not talking about Ali in a third part. No, 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 no. He's very, very American. Okay. In honor of another international break, Mario, start, bench, or drop these iconic national team stadiums. Wembley, mm. Maracanã, Azteca. Mm. Okay. Um, I played at Wembley and I was, man, that was the dream of me as a kid. So I will never drop Wembley. And then I went to Azteca Stadium. That is definitely my second pick. And Maracanã. 
I mean, look, they all because all my idols and stars played there. But those are the two that will go: Wembley first, right. yeah, Azteca, and Maracana after. I mean, New Wembley or old Wembley? Yeah, is there something to be said about the fact that Wembley is no longer yeah. Wembley? New Wembley or old Wembley? That's. I'm going to say old Wembley. Mm. Old Wembley, old. because old Wembley, I'm the last mm. to score in the official game there, guys. I'm so sorry oh. to mention that. And there it is. And there it is. There we go. All I just right. had to drop bye, it for bye. you guys. Bye. You know, yes. you can go and look and see a defender that doesn't score a lot, but he scores on the right time and the right place. Wembley, when, kids when, dream. When was this, Mario? This was when we played uh, the game against Man United for the Charity Shield. It was the last game played in the ah. stadium. And oh, your friend scored a goal and I celebrated like you should slide on the knees, my friend, and the arms <laughs> wide open. Yes. Just like, just like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a great quiz question. Yeah, yeah. It's a brilliant quiz question. Yeah, well, I tell you, this is what I've learned from today's show. Yes. Mario, when he got his first national team call-up, yes. danced the night away. Yes. And he celebrated. Yeah. And then celebrated again at Wembley, which I assume he then danced the night away as well. Yes. I'm, I'm going to guess. Of that, that's course, Ali! Ali! Yes. <laughs> so, Shakra, I'm, I'm guessing you played at Wembley. You played at Azteca, did you? Uh, I did not play at Wembley. I was on the bench at Wembley. No, no, I did play at Wembley for Reading. No, I think about it. There we go. For Reading. Um, I played at Azteca, yes, never played in Maracana. Okay. Yeah. And you play Maracana? Nope. No oh. Maracana, no Azteca. Oh. Play in other places in Brazil. Didn't do so well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. no, Azteca, no I've been, eh? I've been, eh, guys? Azteca, I've been. Guys, I've been, I have to mention it. 16 year old mm. kid playing against Nercaxa in Mexico. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. There was, there was no saying. dancing then. <laughs> I, I went down in the altitude there. I did not care if I could breathe or not breathe. I've been to the glorious stadium of the Azteca. Mm. I like yes. that Mario rubs his hands like that. It's like there's a story coming. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. those, those hands have been dancing. Wow, well, they have. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, big hands. <laughs> Those are the same. <laughs> but he can't fit his fist in his mouth. Um, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Who was in charge of music in your locker room, Shaka? Um, Razor Ruddock. Oh, really? Yeah. Razor Ruddock, mm. who is. Um, Neil Ruddock, who used to play for Liverpool, Liverpool and then came to West Ham. Yeah. And it was Elvis Presley was our artist of choice. Oh, wow. It was fantastic. That's cool. I'm calling a trap. <laughs> All sorts. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so, <laughs> you're known by the hound dog. All that. Yeah. Blue suede shoes too. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. Oh. What about you, Mario? Who was in charge of the music? We we had a we had a guy, I don't know, I'm sure Shaka knows. I don't know if you know Dan. For Ellie, maybe between Jody Morris was playing yeah. for me oh, in the dressing room. I came and it was Donald Jones. Ooh, say what, say what, say what? You know what's up? Oh my God! <laughs> the whole dressing room was bouncing. I couldn't believe it. I'm a small kid coming from Amsterdam. I'm walking into the dressing room. I said, guys, we're gonna play. They did not care. They brought the party. I was like, okay. And everybody okay. just bouncing his head like this. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in the Chelsea dressing room and thinking like, what's going on? And everybody was loving it. So Jody Morris, biggest DJ at Chelsea. Mario, why didn't they, they could have played your single now in the Chelsea dressing room to get them going? 
Yeah, but hey, I'm sorry, man. It wasn't my time at that time. I, I, I tried, but they said no. No. Oh, that was it. Ali? That Razor Rodok was a boxer. <laughs> there is a boxer by the name of Razor Rodok. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, you didn't know about my boxing knowledge. <laughs> okay. Um, right, what about... <laughs> No. <laughs> who, who, who was in charge of music in your uh, Well, not me, Dan. No. Obviously no. not me. And I was far away from it. So. Yeah, I didn't think you, you wouldn't like the music. Well, depends on what is playing. If, right. if had it been Elvis, I would have been all over yes. it. Yes. But... Elvis was good. Yeah. Elvis is a good choice. Or Garth Brooks? Uh, oh, well, I would have taken some Garth Brooks. Some, yeah, some yeah. Monster Ballads. I would have taken some Monster Ballads. Barry almost said Garth Brooks, Shaq, but I didn't. Well, <laughs> right, Dan, Dan. Uh, that is it. That is really the end. Really proud of you, Dan. Well, thank good. you very much. Yeah. Very <laughs> good. New level. Uh, just a reminder, ESPN FC is back without... Jacket. Uh, you can cope with me for a couple of days. Yeah. Oh, wow. A couple of days. <laughs> Power rankings early. That was <laughs> <annoying>. <laughs> So where are you going, Shaq? Uh, <laughs> off air. <laughs> Let's go, Dan. Oh, international Power rankings. Let's I don't know. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard enough as it is. Hard enough as uh, it is. Professional. Uh, professional. <laughs> <laughs>